Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. The flight attendant. Welcome back to Streaming in Place. We're still in week 40, but it's the end of week 40, and it's two days before Christmas. That's nice as we record this. Uh, today we're wrapping up our discussion up. Oh, Kate's putting on her elf ears and hat. Oh, that's very nice. I would have worn I should have worn my Christmas sweater. <laughs> Uh, let me change real quick and I'll go put on my Christmas sweater. Um, no, so we're finishing up our discussion of The Flight Attendant Season 1 now, um, with its Season 1 finale, Episode 8, Departures and Arrivals, or Arrivals and Departures. Arrivals and Departures. I flipped it. Um, so Allison's not here today, so Allison doesn't get to be part of the bit, but joining me today is Kate... Enrico's grandfather's gun that probably hopefully killed fascists. We're really hoping it killed fascists. Um, Let's go with that. Kolzek and me, I'm Noel. Shane's got a gun? Kirkpatrick. Um, <laughs> the other gun in the episode was Victor's bodyguard's gun, which is what I was going to be originally, but Allison's not here. So I get to be Shane's got a gun? Gun, uh, which is great. So yeah, so let's just where do you want to start do you want to start with shane's got a gun do you want to start with that great roman holiday joke do you want to start with megan going on the lamb um like there's just a lot of stuff to deal with in this finale there is a lot of stuff to deal with but i think first we give credit where it's due allison did correctly call that miranda could be trusted Mm -hmm. um and so credit to Allison with that. And uh, then we got to go to Shane. Obviously, we have to go to Shane. Like, that's like, it's going to be in our notes. When I like my little like list of things we talk about is Shane. Yeah. Uh, but like, I am so completely on. At first, I was like, oh, what is this going to? And then they're like, yeah, I'm an agent. I've been following Megan. Have you? Obvi- it's, it, we've been onto her for a long time. It's very obvious. Right. It's very, very... She's not good at this stuff. Uh, And we've watched her be not good at this stuff all season. So having that be what dovetails those two storylines together, you know, the fact that there happens to be an agent there who can come to her aid and it's not anything to do with her um, works really nicely. And when they, you know, by the end of the episode, we get our, like, button. Um, The... The, the button of like, yeah, my boss is going to want to talk to you. Um, it was it was terrific because he, he was right back to Shane. So it was like, oh, this isn't like a cover persona. Like this is Shane. Yeah. He just also is is a trained like field agent and spy as well, um, who also enjoys going to clubs, drinking too much and making out with boys. Mm-hmm. Is that Michael with an M? <laughs> I'm I'm super I'm super on board yeah. with this Shane twist and enjoyed the crap out of it. Uh, Marcus, I'm curious how you felt about it. Um, Marcus says after that twist, I was just confused. The twist being him with a gun, not the explanation. Uh, what what did you think, Noel? Were you also similarly on board or more uh, question marky? No, I I like it as a kind of a pivot because I was sort of wondering what that chain of phone calls was that um, the FBI agent Kim was making. Um, of like, who's she calling? And then it's just like, oh, she she knows that they've got an agent embedded with Imperial um, and just was going through the motions to protect Cassie, um, which I thought was a really nice way to kind of button that. Um, on top of it, I also really appreciated the fact that we do get an acknowledgement of the fact that while everyone has been focused on Cassie, they all know about Megan. 
And they're just like kind of letting this play out for whatever governmental reason that they've been letting it play out. Um, and but I like that acknowledgement of it as well, because we get that whole thing with um, Cassie's interiority of Alex asking, what's going on with Megan and Cassie going, who gives a shit? And it's like everyone apparently gives a shit. <laughs> um, you just again, that those blinders that Cassie has coming into play and then saving her life. Um well, mm-hmm. sort of, because Felix is like still still alive. <laughs> still very much still alive. Still very much yes. alive and definitely probably not definitely coming back for a second season at some point, I'm sure. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um and I did like that it felt both like a way to keep the show going if they wanted to do a second season. But it also felt like very much something that would happen at the end of this kind of book anyway. Of yeah. by the way, I'm a CIA agent and my boss wants to talk to you to launch like a series of books. Um, so it both felt like a way to continue doing books, but also a, if it's not in the book, it's a great way to continue doing the show. Um, but just don't give Cassie a gun. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Cassie should not have a gun. (laughs) Well, she did manage to wing him at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marcus says, does the FBI know about Megan and Shane? It could be them calling to see if they have assets in Rome and that, and that eventually led to someone knowing about Shane. For me, I think that's better. I like the idea that the CIA and FBI are not communicating with each other makes more sense to me. Um, But, but like, you know, they called somebody who, especially because we saw such a chain. Yes. Called somebody, called somebody who knows what's, knows what's up. I mean, cause I don't think, um, I don't think we're supposed to think that the FBI agents knew they were in like interviewing a, an, a fellow agent went back when we saw them interview Shane. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens in the second season. No, that's a good point. That's a good catch. Yeah. Both of you. But, um, but, but yeah, so that, that, that I think tracks and, and works with what we need. I mean, like, frankly, I didn't even think about the phone call being what tipped them off. I just figured they put the, 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 like the people, the flight crew on the same floor and he, he heard a gunshot from Cassie's room. So like he ran next door with his gun. Like the, I, I was just going to that level mm-hmm. of it. Um, even if the phone call thing makes more sense. I mean, both um, can be yeah. true. It's, it's a yeah. kind of like narrative redundancy that, seems both not useful but also really great for like a show in which maybe you're not paying like super close attention or like connecting Mm -hmm. those dots or you're only connecting them in hindsight um so i actually really like that that kind of narrative redundancy of it can be both and or just one or the other because both work both make sense um yeah 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 but it was it was fun i like you know like it's just the, the acknowledgement of like, yeah, I don't know, how, like, <laughs> to go with our conversation about Michelle Gomez and her delightful and just so fun, so entertaining delivery of, oh, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Oh, ah, oh, you are just a flight. At- how are you alive? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, all of that from last time. Like, the idea that this, like, especially after what happened with, like, the international assassin, Felix, mm-hmm. and her... Figuring out a way to survive that, the being like, yeah, we're I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to talk to your your you know not friend Cassie here because she should be dead several times over. So uh, this is clay, and we can mold this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also like I also felt like I got a sense of the boss just from that brief exchange, mm-hmm. and the boss is a personality. Um, so that could be a really fun character next season. So um, oh, I'm excited for that casting. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
well, any other thoughts on on Shane? Um, or shall we move on to the next thing? Which I, it, for me, we already mentioned that Felix doesn't get killed. Uh, I like that I was so wrong about people dying. Virtually unscathed. Even Max is like up and hacking already from his coma car accident. He's just like hacking away in that ICU room. It's not Kim's an like, ICU, I'm, but you know what I mean. Never tell me who this Max guy is. How <laughs> does he, and how he knows things so quickly. Oh, Victor, I guess. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, but Victor, I mean, Victor was way too easy to kill. Like, I, I feel vindicated with my, like, why isn't she just eating him? Because clearly she could have, and she just needed to believe in herself. Well, but that's great news, because I guess Cecilia moves up the ranks. I don't know what Cecilia's well, deal is, but... <laughs> I was waiting for the reveal that Cecilia hadn't told Victor, and she had just sent, like, she had sent Miranda there to just to off Victor to move herself up. Yeah. And then Miranda would be like, game, re- game recognize game. <laughs> um, but... I really appreciated that they didn't kill Enrico because I was very certain he was, I was like, oh, now we're going to, we're going to kill the cute Italian boy and like, and make his grandma sad. And like, all because and he then wanted it didn't his happen. grandpa's gun for this hot American chick he sees maybe like four times a year. Yeah, but they sold the crap out of that connection. Yeah, I think they, they really earned it in this yeah. finale. No, they do. And it's actually, I'm really surprised that they give Enrico and his uh, Nona so much room. Um, mm-hmm. That it's just like really kind of delightful that they make this space, even though it still ends up being about Cassie's emotional development by the end. But it it feels weirdly honest for the show, um, which I think works better for me than some of the other the quick narrative expediency that they do of having Ani show up at the FBI office to ID Buckley on the CTV CCTV footage which I'm just like I get it you needed a narrative shortcut to move this along however this is the least elegant thing this show has done (laughs) oh see I didn't care I was very much okay with it because it meant that the reason that we got that long lingering stare was not because Ani was screwed and Felix was definitely going to come kill her but because that way she could identify him (laughs) some stupid name I can't think of it Buckley really dumb really dumb um So, uh, yeah, um, let's see. What else do should we hit on? Um, we should talk about Ani yeah. and how much I'm looking forward to her future um, being, like, badass lawyer person in some capacity who they can keep on the show because she may or may not get disbarred um, and therefore may or may not need a leg up starting a new job. And obviously, at least Kim respects her <laughs> very quickly. So like she's she's made some quick friends at the at the agency mm, and not true. just by extorting um, them about their cousin's arrests. <laughs> I mean, she can she can provide evidence. She can turn state's witness, I suppose. Um, that seems dangerous. Um, shouldn't want to do that, but I mean, she might. I'm less worried for her now, though, which is good. Yeah, and I like the way that their dynamic ends. With it feels more, it feels less like a reset and more like a refresh of the their friendship. Um, I agree. Given everything, like it's still there. There's still, I feel like, a degree of thorniness, but it's different now and also they've had sort of like they're probably their first honest conversation with one another and their whole friendship um and that changes things and so i'm really i'm really intrigued to see what that friendship looks like in season two um especially since like cassie's going to be the one paying for everything now yeah well, which that was, side, that was great sidebar to that <laughs> oh, diners do you remember diners 
Oh man, yeah. that was that was rough because diners, man. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Every every year when I would go to the Ebert Fest uh, Film Festival over down at U of I, University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, um, there would be like, you know, a certain number of like famous people would come in for the festival and a bunch of other people would just come to attend and they would flock to the various restaurants and bars during like in the brief time between screenings and such. And uh, myself and the people that I knew who were on the like film crew who were filming the Q and A's and everything all knew, no, no, no. The answer is you go to Marianne's diner because the food may not be good, but you know what you're going to get. And there's a few things that are safe to order on the menu and you will be, you will have a time to eat your food in a well-lit, not blaringly loud space. Uh, and there will be a, there will be a booth available so you can sit down <laughs> as opposed to lingering and hoping you can maybe get something uh, way too expensive off of the bar while way too loud music you know, mm-hmm. blares around you. Diners are the best is what I'm saying. Diners are great. And I do def- definitely miss them. Yeah. Oh, I, def- that, that was I miss brunch <laughs> so much. Anyways. Oh, but um, th- that was a lovely way to go. I liked the reveal, how they handled the reveal for Miranda, that she is fine and yeah. that she did get out of there in of her own volition. I liked everything we got with Miranda. I liked how much of it was a misdirect and that they are, um, you know, it was about her character. It wasn't about anything else. She didn't change the narrative in any meaningful way besides to slow down, maybe, um, Felix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so everything we got with her was about her making this choice to go help Cassie, even though she already had the money. Yeah, which is which is really great because it does affirm like that little conversation she has with mm-hmm. that poor bewildered passenger who just really wanted to hit on this hot lady and went yeah. shooting a shot but no no i'm bleeding from you my can't leg handle this yeah no this, this all of this no um this is no time for a wee chat um <laughs> i'm just gonna put this divider up now which just that seems like the worst possible airplane sort of arrangement as well like i hadn't really considered that of like if you don't put that divider up that person it's just staring at you the entire flight. At least in the economy, they're just staring straight ahead, like all of us in cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that seems unbearable. Yeah. Great. Great if you're flying with someone else. Horrible yeah, if, you're if you're flying, flying by yourself. With a friend. But that's yeah. But even if you're flying, like you know, those are long flights. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it depends. Um, let's see. What else should we talk about? We should talk about Megan. Mm-hmm. Um. I look forward to what ha- will happen with her in a season two. Uh, I am excited about that. I-, I-, I don't know how I feel about her choice at the end. Yeah. Because uh, we are definitely supposed to think that she thinks she's going on the run with the goal of clearing her, like helping, like clearing her husband's name in some way or doing something to help. And I just, I don't think we've gotten anywhere near of enough of a sense from the writing for her this year, this season, that she has a way to make that happen that isn't just turning, like, confessing and turning state's evidence. So, like, she's not Cassie, right? She's not, like, she. they may share a passion for, for like, uh, trench coats and such um, and, and uh, hijinks, but she has not shown herself to have um, the... I'm just going to say the 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 untapped skill set to be able to survive in this kind of a world. Yep. 
and gumption. yeah gumption's a good marcus, word, marcus says gumption that is yes that is correct uh so it just isn't really i i i thought her phone call with her son was terrific i thought that worked really well uh the I, like the image of her at the train state like all of that different stuff i thought that worked i just i didn't i didn't buy her choice um except as one that's not at all based on trying to fix things, but just based on running. And I, it seemed like they wanted us to think she was going to try to fix things. And running isn't going to fix anything. So I'm, I'm curious what you thought about that. No, Marcus says she's still making all the bad decisions. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. I don't know how running fixes this unless she knows someone, basically somewhere that can help fix mm-hmm. this. But also, I don't know how someone helps fix being in trouble with the cia and presumably the north koreans um i don't i don't know how you fix that um i'm sure there's a way to narratively that will satisfy us at some point but right now it's like this is this is not a bad this this, sorry this is not a good plan because it doesn't seem like a plan and like you said she doesn't have cassie's apparent ability just keep rolling nat 20s on Mm -hmm. any check um and get skate out alive um and marcus points out that if megan knew max he would probably be the best bet and that's probably true but we shouldn't make assumptions about max max doesn't like assumptions being made about him even if they are true (laughs) yeah yeah you didn't know i could pick locks yeah i mean i I can but you know yeah uh yeah um let me see what else do we have to touch on the uh i thought that the fight scenes worked well i thought that our i really liked what we got with um like what prompts the choice to stop drinking? I thought that visual of the like the eight little mini vodkas mm-hmm. um, was really striking. I liked that it wasn't something bad happening. It was just her sitting sitting and reflecting and having a moment of choice. Um, I thought that was really nice, even if it was a bit like on the nose of like yeah. the the chat with the with the wise older lady, you know. Um, but I just I thought the the performance and the way they edited that sequence together and her just kind of. Sometimes you just make a choice yeah. that you're going to do something in your life and you're going to do so, or you're going to make a different, take a different path or whatever. And it's just a moment and it might, it could be something smaller. It could be something just completely re uh, like shaking the foundations of your world. Like this is for her. Um, and it's just, it's not, you know, at a crime scene. It's not like after nearly hitting someone with your car, it's just standing at a balcony. Um, so yeah, I, for me, it really worked. I think it works well, but I think for me, what helps like really sell it is that flashback, uh, intervention memory Mm -hmm. moment where she talks to her younger self, moves her dad off the horn and like, is like, this is not your fault. Reaffirming that to herself, but also acknowledging you're going to continue to make a terrible decisions. Just there'll be lots of things that are your fault. Yes. This is not one of those. This things. is not one of them. And so yeah. that kind of moment of realization and affirmation interiorly, um, I think is a bigger step than just leaving the bottles on the balcony, which as you said, great visual looks great. Um, but for me, it's that moment of seeing the rabbit and then not running. Um, mm-hmm. because I think that works really, really well. And I like it as also a strong parallel between, again, Cassie and Megan here, of Megan running, rabbiting, literally, and Cassie instead running towards another disaster. But this time, not because she wants that thrill of the disaster, but because she has to help herself. She has to help other people here. 
um, yeah. solve Well, it's that. with purpose, right? right? It's purpose. She, she literally is here for your safety this time. Mm-hmm. Well, kind yeah. of, sort of. Not really. Except for Enrico. <laughs> yeah, except for poor Enrico. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all good. Which I was I very, very glad. I would have been so pissed if that hadn't been the case. I was very glad they made the time for that. Yep. Like, you can still call me. Ah. But don't. <laughs> I, feel, I feel more bonded than ever now. We're good. <laughs> and hey, we didn't kill anyone, so that's good. Yeah. I appreciated his befuddlement at, wait, coffee? Coffee? And this hotel yeah. room does not have, like, a little coffee maker inside it, which yeah. seems smart from a we're going to generate revenue at the bar perspective but also like it's italy maybe i shouldn't make this assumption but i assume in italy they have stronger feelings about like what coffee actually is and like what is acceptable when i say i want coffee it's not like folgers crystals you know but who knows i you know i've not been um marcus says i was wondering how much they understood each other but i guess we're supposed to think they understood everything that's the that's cassie and, and the grandma and i'm my guess was that like it was like one of those things where cassie can understand italian better than she can speak it yeah. kind of a thing so like she's got a little bit of fluency but not not, not very Megan much levels. and yeah so the, the for me that worked and especially because they didn't have switch entirely to english or stay entirely in italian but kind of what for me, that worked. Um, but I, yeah, I could see how that might have been a little confusing. Um, yeah. See, anything else? I liked the close quarters fight scene. I liked Miranda just being like, just let me get on the plane with my bloody leg. Come on. Ugh, you guys are no fun. My partner, I was just like, Miranda, they're not going to let you on the plane. Your leg is bleeding. That's not how any of this works. Um, I don't really have much else. I'm really excited about a season two for this. Uh, this was a really mm-hmm. fun little like treat at the end of the year. Um, one thing I do want to point out though, is that Enrico does liken all of this to an American movie and he's wrong because an American movie is actually just an eight hour television series now. So this is really just an American television show, Enrico, but you'll learn, you'll learn one day Mm -hmm. that they're actually just interchangeable now. Doesn't really matter. how, (laughs) How these things work. Um, well, in case Allison is listening, yeah. and and Allison, if you if you are listening and you want to read the book with no spoilers, you should stop listening because now I'm going to tell people oh, uh, what fun. some of the changes were yeah, between the book and the show because I looked I looked that up and the most interesting thing for me is it that Cassie likes gin instead of vodka? Please say yes. No, oh. it's that the mind palace stuff isn't in the book at all. Fascinating. Oh, that's such a good idea that the show does then. How do they, do they do? They just like, well, because she just like is remembering and they can just talk about her. It's a book. You can just talk about her remembering things and how it felt and like how, and and you don't, and she's just sitting in uh, her hotel room and and, like thinking about stuff. But instead of having like a, like a voiceover kind of like thing, instead they did this and this works so much better um, than that would have been. Yeah. Um, The next thing is in the book, last chance for the spoiler avoiding people uh, in the book, Miranda killed Alex. Oh, Miranda slash Elena killed Alex. That's Um, that feels very much motivated by, we really wanted to get Michelle Gomez and we got Michelle Gomez and we don't want her to be the killer. We just want this weird guy who looks like a Crocs, cross between um what's his name um um matthew Rees and rufus sewell mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. the killer and then it all works 
Yeah. Well, because Felix is in the book, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who gets brought on to, to take out Miranda. But Miranda decided not to kill Cassie mm-hmm. because she figured Cass- Cassie is, like, not a threat because she's, she's an alcoholic right. and she's not got her stuff to get. So, like, I'm not going to kill an extra person if I don't mm-hmm. have to. So so she then so she killed Alex, um, and then later is like cleaning up her mess is leaving Cassie alive. Okay, um, and so then that's what draws the things into it. Um, and fe- then Felix is brought in, and Felix is Buckley, it, it, that that kind of character. In but it's like more of a fling. It's it's yeah. not like a longer term thing the way it's shown here. Um, Though it's like a week and a half. Like the timeline on this show is kind of fuzzy. Yeah, but it's not yeah. very long. It's not very long, but um, like I guess percentage of the narrative that yep. you see them together is that's less. Fair. That's fair. Um, and then there's like one other. Oh yeah, and the other thing is that the um, uh, the Miranda is a Russian spy. Okay. Megan is selling secrets to the Russians, okay. not the North Koreans. Mm-hmm. So those are connected. And us, uh, the Sokolovs and Alex, and it was something with like selling secrets to Russia or something. It was something about, it was all tied in with Russia. Okay. Not with different like shady international groups or like straight up like secret agent for Russia. Okay. Not like international assassin kind of deal. Okay. So those are, those are the changes. Yeah. I think the North Korean shift is better um because mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to swallow that she thinks she's just selling corbyn espionage in that instance yeah well she's she yeah i think it's a, i think it's something where she's unwitting yeah. it's a similar thing where she doesn't realize that's what it is but it's just not the north koreans it's the russians yeah and marx points out that that would make more narrative sense it's north korean thing was a little disconnected um and i think that's by yeah. design here but mm-hmm. um for a novel you want things to be a little tidier and i think that's a nicer way to kind of sew that up and it makes for a season two as marcus also points out um yeah plus also then like it lets again it goes back to them wanting to change miranda and they talked to the the show the showrunner or one of the co-eps or whatever talked about um wanting to have some sense of discovery for the people who'd read the book as well okay so like they think they know what the twist is they think they know what the reveal is and then actually it's something else so like they wanted to ch- twist up the Miranda stuff, not just necessarily because of Michelle Gomez, though that's probably part of it, mm-hmm. um, but also so that everyone wouldn't be able to, you know, if you had already read it, you wouldn't necessarily already know what was going to happen. Yeah. Which is always a nice treat. Yeah. And, and, and so if it was all like tied in with Russia, like it, it's harder to get away with some of the stuff they get away with, with Miranda, mm-hmm. if she is like a, a state agent as right. opposed to like a contract a organization type of deal. Yeah. Which is what it's implied with Victor anyway um yeah yeah no i think all of that makes sense yeah that all sounds fine and i'm okay with those changes based on yeah. the results on the television show um still probably gonna check out the book soon though um yeah yeah well i look forward to your thoughts if you if you check it out do you have any final takeaways in the season uh just like really good surprise like i said treat for the end of the year um which in it's really weird that this was like the sh- end of the year show for my partner and I in particular of like we really kind of went hard on this and then c- complete 180 is we also like mainlined Hilda season two so you really don't get mm-hmm. too much different than the flight attendant and Hilda um <laughs> but it both things felt like kind of perfect for the season really of like something really fun and confectionery but also that 
had like a fair amount of weight to it. Uh, so that was really, really nice. Uh, what about you? How are you feeling about it um, now that you've seen the conclusion? I think that they, I mean, I wouldn't say that they nailed everything perfectly yeah. in the finale, but it was a really satisfying finale. I think they did a good job. They stuck the landing and it was certainly something that, that uh, I've been rewatching some of it with my parents as they are catching up on it. And it's been super fun to rewatch. And it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really entertaining, but still uh substantive uh-huh. sort of, um, I would say delight, but that's not a good word uh, for this. But let's just sort of treat yeah. at the end of the year. It's it's entertaining enough. It's substantive enough. Mm-hmm. It is salacious enough yeah. um, and uh, energetic and and fantastic enough that it just kind of all, comes all together into a really entertaining blend. Um, and certainly when, you know, there's a lot of like, here is the great DV, like the yeah. important capital I things you need to have seen from this year. It's like, and also, this is really fun, yeah. and that matters too. Yeah. Um, so, so it's been a nice, uh, it's been a nice, well programmed mm-hmm. holiday viewing sort of thing. So, I look forward to whatever season two is going to bring. Marcus, would you like to share anything with uh, the listeners? Yeah, I think I would just generally agree with your assessment of it's kind of like a fun treat at the end of the year, because mm-hmm. like as a thriller. I think it's very average in terms of like the plot and who done it and all that stuff. But what makes it so fun is the characters, particularly uh, Kaylee Cuoco and as Cassie and uh-huh. just giving a very unique kind of style to it, which is what makes it fun. So as long as they keep that going, they should, I think they should be able to do reasonably well with a season two because it's, that's what is by far the best thing and that they can keep that going mm-hmm. so i do hope that it doesn't happen for a while because i feel like this is a show that needs to be filmed post-covid yeah yeah that's I agree. a great point like as a flight attendant you want to be able to see multiple locations and if everything's in like one city or something it wouldn't be quite the same and actual on location filming is always better than trying to say, hey, we're in what's the place? And it's just like a backstage somewhere. So not quite the same thing. So hopefully season two will be a while just so it can be the best it could be. We're in the Middle East. No, you're still in Vancouver. Stop <laughs> trying to yeah. lie to me, Arrow. <laughs> but this warehouse, this warehouse is in Spain. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I once saw them try and pass off Vancouver as like uh, a place in like a, like a Texas ranch, and it was just like didn't work at all. <laughs> no, they barely managed to make Hong Kong work on Arrow, and I'm assuming they shot in like an international district in Vancouver, and it's just like this doesn't work. <laughs> no, they probably would have shot it in Chinatown or something, but yeah. <laughs> Well, did you have a favorite episode or performance or storyline or anything like that? Um, well, performance would be Kaylee Cuoco. Just this rests on her shoulders. Mm. And yeah, I think she's had a pretty good year with between this and uh, Harley Quinn. And I would say episode probably might be Hitchcock Double. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts, Marcus. Thank you. 
it occurs to me, you know, what we haven't mentioned that we need to mention is that final scene with Cassie and Davy at the airport. And I was like, oh, you did fly in good after everything was resolved. Yeah, Davy didn't die. <laughs> and Davy makes eye contact with her throughout that yeah. scene. Yeah, it's so, it's so lovely. It's so pretty. It was, it was delightful. So hopefully more Davy in a non-threatened capacity um, in a future season. But yeah, we'll see. Um, well, shall we tell the listeners what's coming next? Yeah. So, um, for Monday, Monday, yes, Monday. Um, and Marcus says, good thing Felix was only focused solely, solely focused on Cassie because yes. Oh, Um, oh, lest we forget his, his like look that, you know, he was agonizing over his like, his like reveal look with the fedora and everything. And like, was like, okay, but I want it to be like, like, I'm not trying, but I'm an international man of mystery. Like, he was that was hilarious and also scary and Mm -hmm. cassie again crushing it showing like the 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 clay to be molded but like there's stuff there she she can do she can do this it was very well played cassie um sorry yeah on monday on the podcast yeah so on monday on the podcast we're going to be doing um a movie a christmas movie um Mm -hmm. we're going to be doing uh jingle jangle uh, which is directed by David E. Talbert, who is a African-American playwright um, and director. Um, this stars Forrest Whitaker. Um, it's got a Nikononi Rose, but not for nearly enough of it. Um, I've already seen it. Um, and yes, Keegan-Michael Keel hosting. is also in it as well. Um, I think this is quite solid. I really like it. And I was very excited when Allison floated the, because it was Allison who floated this idea, right? Yeah. Allison floated the idea of doing a Christmas movie on Monday. So we're going to do a Christmas movie. We're going to do Jingle Jangle. Um, it is a Christmas musical as well. So there is singing and dancing. I look forward to discussing its musical structure with everyone because I have a lot of thoughts because um, I structurally it doesn't really work very well as a musical but some of the songs are good um but i will also say also tease that this is one of the best like far as whitaker performances in a while it's really good um yes this is on netflix um it dropped at the beginning of the month um like for end of end of november beginning of december um but it's quite good so it's jingle jangle is what it's mm-hmm. called and it's I'm looking forward to discussing it. So we'll do that on Monday. And it's about two hours, I think. Okay. I know nothing about this other than the cast. it's just under two hours. And that people are apparently delighted. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's really delightful um, little uh, movie. And I think it works, generally works really, really, really well. I'm looking forward to it. So that's what's coming on Monday. Um, so we will, until then, thank you, Marcus. And Elson should be back with us on, on Monday. Knock on woods should ComEd do their thing. Um, and uh, yes. So thank you, Noel. Thank you everyone for listening. And thank you, Marcus, for chiming in and hanging out with us. And we'll see you all next week for week 41. Woo! Last week of 2020! Streaming in place. We're so close (laughs) to doing this for a year and trying to trying to grapple with that as a concept let's that's just that's it's not that let's let's not hurt our brains let's not hurt our brains with that yet that that's future us is problem yeah. bye everybody bye <laughs>